Pray you bow our heads. Father, we just come. Truly just desperate for your word to speak to us, your servants. Speak now, Lord, for your servants are listening. And Lord, we pray for your spirit to soften the hearts of those who may not know you. That they may come to see you as a precious Lord and Savior. That all that leave this place, Lord, leave with a quickening and a change in our hearts happening by only you. That we leave here, God, enlightened to glorify and to serve you. For you are worthy to be praised. Amen. If you can join me into the letter written to Rome by Paul, we'll be in the third chapter. Going to look at verses 9 through 12, 19 to uh, 26. So as you're turning there, hopefully y'all can get there and arrive there safely come to the same conclusion together also i ask you to uh, help me announce this to your neighbor tell them innocent but proved guilty but proved guilty yes 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 i, I know the court of law says you are innocent until Proving guilty. I just want you to know that you're guilty. But God made you innocent. If you're not there, say, hold on. I'll hold on. Those who are there, if you don't mind, you can stand as we read his word. Romans 3rd chapter in the New Testament. If you look, if you're at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. John, then you run into Acts, then you run into Romans, uh, right there. If you're seeing Corinthians, Ephesians, Galatians, you're too far. So go a little bit back to your left, you'll run into Romans. If you're not there, say, hold on. If you're there, say, let us begin. Reading from the New Living Translation, starting at, at verse 9, it says, When, well then, should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all, for we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scripture says, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Verse 14, their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Looking at verse 19, saying that, Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given. For its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that their entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Verse 21. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith 
in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are, for everyone has sinned. We, are, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, can someone say, yet God? Yet God. With undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in the present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just. And he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Praise God for his word for the people of God. You may be seated. As you take your seat, help me announce one more time. Innocent, but proved guilty. I, I want you to look at that because we know in, juris, in, in the justice of law that you are innocent, right? Until proven guilty. If you look at the verb there, proven means something that will happen in the future. Proved means it's past tense. It's already been done. What I'm trying to point out to us that it has already been proved <laughs> that we are guilty. It, the evidence is already stacked up against us. We know in the court of law, you have a judge, you have your lawyer, you have the, 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 the defendant, and you have the prosecutor. If you have the if you the one who's committed the crime, you are at, at the at, at facing the prosecutor and the judge, and you hope you got a good lawyer to defend your case. And the other aspect you're waiting on is the jury, hoping that the jury is on your side. But the thing is, this about what the jury is supposed to do, because somebody said supposed to do. The jury is supposed to look at the evidence of the case, not you. The jury is supposed to look at the facts that are being presented and look at that and try to come up with the idea as, is this the one who committed this crime? Some of you might be familiar with the game Clue, right? You try to figure out who did the crime by trying to get all the clues as possible, get as much evidence as possible. So I've got it. It's Professor Plum in the library with the wrench. You've come to your conclusion by looking at the evidence before you. If we go to court, if we go to court, if we go to court and we know we're guilty, come on, somebody. And you plead not guilty, come on, somebody. Your hope is that they don't find, as the terminal says, what, the smoking gun. You hope that they don't have any video evidence. You hope that they don't have a witness so you can stay up there and just say, I didn't do it. You can't prove it. But when the witness walks in, but when the gun comes in, when the videotape comes in and you shaking your head because you know I've been caught. They got me on. So now the next part, if you look into the law, the next part is did they get the evidence in the right process? 
Because evidence that can't convict you can be thrown out if they did not acquire it correctly. If they did an illegal search or seizure and attained the information, it can no longer hold you accountable. And everybody knows you did it. You know you did it. But they can't hold you on that. So they throw the case out and you walking out free. But if everything lines up and they get everything just right and it brings it forth to you, now you're in trouble. So now you're at the mercy of the court. In a, in a, in a court process, they, they, they go to the trial for a couple of reasons. One, they go to first to initiate what the charges are. They say this person stands for this charge and we want this sentence be upon them. And they say, what's your plea? Not guilty. All right, we'll start court three months from now. And then during that time, they start trying to gather more evidence to produce a heavier case. And as they get more evidence, they go right before the court. So we found these charges. What's your plea? Still not guilty. All right. And then when stuff starts measuring up and the defendant keeps on looking at the prosecutor, getting more evidence, and he starts looking at his client, and his client's looking at him and saying, I ain't going to jail. And he said, but we're going to have to make a plea. Because <laughs> it's too great that it does not look like you're going to get off. Because there's so much evidence against you. Look at earlier in the chapter of the Romans in verse of, uh, 3. It says, true, some of them were unfaithful, but just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Of course not. Even if everyone is a liar, God is true. Say never, God is true. As the scriptures say about him, you will be proved right in what you say, and you will win your case in court. If you turn to Psalm 51, look at the fourth verse when Dave writes this. He says, against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. David writes this to God saying, I know I am guilty. Come on, somebody. Y'all quiet on me. David said, I know I am guilty. All evidence points to it. My, my baby mama know. Hello. The prophet knows. Hello. I know. God, you know. So what you do with me is just because you are right in doing so. Come on, somebody. Some of us need to look into it and realize that, Lord, I am guilty. I'm going to stop playing around, act like I'm not guilty. And whatever you do, you're just in doing so. Because tell your neighbor again, God is true. Everybody else is a lie. Because they will lie all day. But God will remain the same. And so we see here that, that Paul's making an argument that some of, some of the Jews are walking around, walking around like they were righteous, but knowing they're guilty. Walking around as if I do this and protect and defend the law, God's going to be pleased with me. But what he's trying to point out to them that even you being unrighteous to the law, how is that bringing glory to God? That is not. Some of us need to make sure that we wake up and realize that, Lord, am I honoring you or am I dishonoring you? When the time comes for us to face up and speak truth, proclaim truth, are we speaking truth and proclaiming truth? And the thing is, this is what I'm saying. When the time comes up is when you are on the cross. 
crossroad. Not when somebody else says, you know, we can get bold on somebody else. I told you all to get, like, get your life right, get yourself in order, but you know you're going to get drunk that night. You know you're about to go hang out with your homies doing stuff you should not be doing, but you're going to tell somebody else how to get right. You, you right there are pointing out how God is a lie because you're living a lie. But God is truth, and you're a lie. <laughs> and he is just in what he's going to do. To be in a judicial system, to be just means to be right. When God justifies us, he means to make us right. And also, God has the power, the sovereignty to do what he wants to do. And tell your neighbor, God will always do what is right. And so if it means that you must suffer, oh, watch out, somebody. I don't want to scare nobody. I don't, I don't want to push you away. But I want you to point out that if David understood that my baby must die, if I must suffer because of my sin, how dare we to think that we won't suffer? And we're going to continue living in sin. We, we are mistaking God's gracious kindness to allow us to live for so long and to, to live a life of full of lust and, and satisfying our sinful nature and thinking that God's going to be pleased, but instead you're storing a wrath for yourself. It's right there in the book. Don't believe me? Go back and read it. And so we need to realize that, okay, God, I am guilty. I'm standing before the all-righteous judge. And whatever sentence he, that judge gives me, I'm going to have to deal with. Studies show about stress, how, how there's a lot of things about stress, how divorces cause stress and, and losing a job causes stress. But they said the highest part of stress besides having divorce and being separated from your children is when you are locked up and you hear those doors closed. They said there's no higher stress than that. To be locked up and then hear that clink. That means you're done, and you're not getting out for a while. And I want to point out to this, that that's how the enemy tries to grab us with our sin. He tries to put us in a prison of guilt and shame so that we will hide because a lot of people end up going to jail because they miss their court dates. Because they're scared to face the judge. So therefore, it makes it easier for the judge to give out a sentence because you did not show up for your day. He not here to defend himself. I know he's guilty. Give him the maximum. And same thing, Satan. Satan wants to stop us from coming to God, coming to see him, because we know we're guilty. He knows we're guilty. And we say, if I go to a judge who knows I'm guilty, what's he going to do? He's going to punish me. Because why? The evidence is all against us. That's a sad, that's a sad, isn't that a sad case for you, right? Evidence being stacked against you. You're in a court and you have all this evidence stacked against you and you try to defend yourself, right? Look at your defense. Our defense, as according to the text, he starts going out saying, say, look here, I hear what you're trying to say, but there's none righteous. Am I right about it? <laughs> he saying, I got the case against you. There's none righteous before the Lord. That's a strong case, right? You're guilty. We know you're guilty. There's evidence around you proving that you're guilty. The jury has already pointed out that God is true. You're a lie. <laughs> so, so how are you going to pre 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 present to us? Well, you're going to say, I know the law. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given. 
for his purposes to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right without God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. So if you're going to go back and say, I obey the law. I've done right. I've been good. And, you know, there's a lot of people that say that, right? I take care of my mom. I heard this verbatim. I take care of my mom and dad. I've been good. God's going to reward me for this. I'm looking at them. That's not how he's going to reward you. Yeah, that, that you're being a good, good child to your parents. But do you know the Lord? Hear people saying, oh, I give to these charities. God's going to reward me for that. That's not the reward you want. You can give to those charities and always have food on your table, but you could be burning up in hell, still, still filled. The rich man didn't ask for food, did he? Rich man looked up and saw last and said, I want relief. <laughs> Get me up out of this place. The rich man had food on his table all day, didn't he? Lazarus had nothing. So we need to wake up and realize that, yes, yes, the law is good, but what the law does to us, tell you that, the law just shows me my sin. Yeah, y'all quiet on me. I mean, y'all haven't looked at the law lately, huh? Because when you look at the law, you start realizing, for example, that's why they, like every half a mile, oh, it seems like they got a speed limit sign to make sure you know the law. Because they understand you need reminding. Because they don't want to hear when they pull you, I did not see the sign. They're like, yeah, and here's your ticket. Because they don't care about your ignorance. <laughs> you won't pay that payment anyway. Same situation in our lives that God is oh, giving us signs to let us know that this is taking you in the wrong direction. Wake up, smell the coffee, see the signs, and turn away. So he's seeing, as we've seen now, we got, we, every, every time we come up with a defense, there's a hole in the defense. Uh, there's the law, but you're not justified by the law. Because what Jesus says, well, if you broke one, you broke them all. So my question is, what is our defense? We have none. So when you have no longer have a defense in a court case, you come before the judge, they give you your sentence, they say this person is guilty of this crime, and you, you now they come back to you and saying, what's your plea? Now you're trying to make a plea bargain so you can get a lesser sentence. And, 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 and then your lawyer, if he's a good defender lawyer, he tries to tell you what you need to plea on and what you will fight for. He says, I can prove that. They can't prove this on you, so we won't go for this one, but we'll plea on this one. But when they got a heavy case on, you plea on everything because they're going to get you. Because if you go for the case, they, they know it's, it's all right. I want this one. And so you please says, I, 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 I am guilty to all charges. And, 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 and the lawyer say, we agreed to the, the agreed upon sentence that we have. All right, well, from giving you 25 years, we're going to give you 10 years with good time. Maybe you get five. And that guy's walking away. That's better than 25. If we come to God with the catch this, catch this. There's no plea bargain. You come to God and you're saying, Lord, I, I follow the law. He said, that's good, but that's not going to save you. Oh, then, then what is going to save me? What's it saying in verse 21? Is it but God? But now God. Y'all see that? But now God. Y'all, 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 y
Y'all, y'all, y'all been going through the court. Y'all, y'all been struggling. Y'all been wanging in the wind. You know you guilty. You deserve punishment. You deserve death. But all of a sudden, the judge is about to speak on your behalf. But now God has sown you some. What, what has he sown me? He has sown us the way. When I, when I read that, it reminded me of those movies, right, when somebody's lost and they're desperate, they're looking for a way out, and rescue comes, and they say what? Follow me. They all get excited, tell everybody else, come on, come on, Father, we found the way. What's this way? Through Jesus, who God provided to be our propitiation and be our sacrifice, our sin sacrifice, that though we were guilty, evidence has stacked up against us. It says that God made us right. He justified us. He took our shame, our guilt, our chastisement, and he put it on Jesus, and he took the righteousness and the glory and the mercy and the grace off of Jesus and poured it on us. We didn't earn it. We didn't work for it. We strong enough don't deserve it, but God has felt fit to say, because my son died for you, and you call on his name, I'm going to put a not guilty sentence on you and declare you innocent. I know what the evidence has said, and I know what other people are talking about you, because they know the dirt you've done. They was out there with you that last night, but today you have given your life over. Today you have been changed. Today you have been redeemed. Today you've been set free. Today you've been released. And I'm saying you're not guilty. And when you see the changement happens, now all of a sudden you start walking differently. Because you've been set free, you realize that nothing I can do on my own can save me, but only my God, my Lord, uh, my Savior, my all in all, only He can set me free. Because you see the book God asked me, it gets good, it says, yet God with undeserved uh, kindness, that's His grace, y'all, uh, declares that we were righteous. He did it through Christ Jesus when He freed us uh, from the penalty of sin. You know, the penalty is for you to be locked up and chained and head bowed down. But God said, who the Son sets free is free Indeed. Come on, somebody. Uh, that I, I was supposed to be locked up and bound down and, and weighed down. But he said, uh, you're not guilty. Ha, you're set free. Uh, and look what he says. For God presented Jesus.